والذين إذا أنفقوا لم يسرفوا ولم يقتروا وكان بين ذلك وكان بين ذلك قواما والذين لا يدعون مع الله إلها آخر ولا يقتلون ولا يقتلون النفس التي حرم الله إلا بالحق ولا يزنون ومن يفعل ذلك يلقى أثاما يضاعف له العذاب يوم القيامة ويخلد فيه مهانا إلا من تاب وآمن وعمل عملا صالحا فأولئك فأولئك يبدل الله سيئاتهم حسنات وكان الله غفورا رحيما ومن تاب وعمل صالحا فإنه يتوب إلى الله فإنه يتوب إلى الله متابا والذين لا يشهدون الزور وإذا مروا باللغو مروا كراما والذين إذا ذكروا بآيات ربهم لم يقروا عليها لم يخروا عليها سما وعميانا والذين يقولون رب هب لنا من أزوادنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما أولئك يجزون الغرفة بما صبروا ويلقون فيها تحية وسلاما خالدين فيها حسنت مستقرا ومقاما قل ما يعبأ بكم ربي لولا دعاؤكم فقد كذبتم فسوف يكون لزاما صدق الله العظيم
الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم من عمل صالحا من ذكر وانثى وهو مؤمن فلا نحيينه حياه طيبه ولا نجزينهم اجرهم باحسن ما كانوا يعملون سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم one very tremendous thing that we lack in our life is a'mal salih is good deeds there's so many different ways allah taala has made to worship him there's so many a'mal ibadat that allah taala has made in our deen but there's so many of them are lacking in our own life and if you ask a person it's not because they don't know it's because they don't do if you ask them you don't pray tahajjud they say no you say you didn't know about it says no i know but i don't pray it you ask him do you recite subhanallah wa bihamdi subhanal azim says no said you didn't know about it says no i know but i don't do it you ask him do you recite these masnoon duas says no is it because you don't know that nabi akram sasan made duas at these times says no i know i know but i don't do you keep asking him you keep asking him ultimately he will say look i know all of that So shouldn't you be astonished then that I know all those things yet I still choose not to do them. So this is something that has to change in us this Ramadan inshallah. We must become people of a'mal as-salih. We must make more a'mal, more good deeds, more ibadat. Even mashallah some ulama mashayikh they used to write booklets like asan nikia, easy good deeds, small good deeds, short good deeds. even the books or booklets pamphlets and still people they don't do it they just have these pamphlets filled lying in masajid nobody is practicing them nobody is doing amal on a'mal ji <laughs> nobody is actually practicing these different practices of deen now one thing is to say okay i don't practice something it's out of my reach okay But the sad thing is that there's so many ibadat, a'mal that are within our reach. But we don't do it. Almost every sunnah, every sunnah du'a is like that. Is in reach, but we don't do it. Even if we're in itikaf, we can't do it. Even in Ramadan, we can't do it. But actually what's happened is that over time, failure to do these a'mal, lack of practice, lack of ibadah, has numbed us has crippled us whereas allah taala said in quran man amila saliha that whomsoever does any righteous act from man or woman wa huwa mu'min and they're in a state of iman such that they do that act for the sake of allah taala they do it in iman wal ladina amanu ashaddu hum billah they do it out of the love for allah subhanahu wa taala فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاتٌ تَيِّبًا Allah Ta'ala says, we will surely grant them a pure and beautiful life. 
Now some ulama took this to understand that the life of Jannah and Akhirah, but others took it to mean in this life they will be given a Hayat al because the next part of the verse will nadziyannahum, that we will certainly reward them in Akhirah. So that second part is about Akhirah, the first part is about dunya. What does it mean then if they make ibadat and a'mal, Allah Ta'ala will change their life on earth. They will have a beautiful life in this life. They will have a noble life in this life. They will have a pure life in this life. And one reason why a lot of us, we don't get that pure, noble, wonderful life is because we don't make these a'mal. We don't make ibadat. We don't make righteous acts. We don't do good deeds. So then understand that any person's situation is going to be based on what kind of deeds they do. If you make good amal, you will be in a good ahwal. This is how Mashaik explained it. If you have good amal, Allah will give you good ahwal. Means if you have good actions and practices, Allah will bestow upon you good states and conditions. And if you don't have good amal, you won't have good ahwal. And if you have bad a'mal, you will have bad a'mal. A lot of us were in the second or third category. Some of us were just not getting better in deen. Why? Not necessarily because we sin, but because we don't make these good a'mal. So we don't get the good a'mal. And some of us are in that third situation, that we make bad a'mal, we sin. And then difficult conditions, trials and tests come upon us. And then a person doesn't realize and they get stuck, and they get worried, and they're in anxiety, and they think, okay, once I get clear from this mess, then I will turn to Allah Ta'ala. But actually, you will clear your heart condition with Allah Ta'ala first, and Allah Ta'ala will clear your mess second. It's never going to happen that you clear your mess first, and then Allah Ta'ala will clear your heart second. Like they say in English, this is putting the horse before the cart. Hmm? But no, the horse is in front and the cart will come after. So we have to make good a'mal. Now no doubt there will be many benefits in akhirah. Many benefits in hereafter if we make good deeds. But tonight we wanted to share that in this life, in this world, Allah Ta'ala is going to give us benefits of doing good deeds. So one benefit is called barakah. Allah Ta'ala will put blessings back into our life. Allah Ta'ala says, anna ahlul qura." Amanu, if only the people of those settlements they have accepted Iman, what taqaw, and if they had been obedient to Allah Ta'ala and had taqwa, lafatahna alayhim barakatim min sama'i wal ard, we would have opened up for them the blessings from all of the heavens and earth. Barakat, all of the blessings from the heaven and the earth, what if they had had Iman and taqwa? Means that Allah Ta'ala will give in this life. Barakat to people who are pious and righteous and make good amal in ibadah. So how is it possible then? We are this ummah. We are the ummah of Quran. We are the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are the believers of iman. We are the seekers of taqwa. But we don't have those barakat in our life. This is a common thing people they come and say. 
that make dua for me, I don't have barakah in my business, make dua for me, I don't have barakah in my time, I'm never able to finish the things I start, I'm always catching up, I'm always running behind, make barakah in my health, sometimes I get sick, then I cure that, then another sickness comes, then I cure that, make barakah for my family life, spouses aren't getting along, make barakah for my family life, children and parents aren't getting along, Allahu Akbar. So what does it mean? They're confessing. They don't have these barakat. <laughs> so what does it mean? It's not just to make dua to get those barakat back. We have to get this iman and taqwa back in our life. Then those barakat will come back. So really when even these small amal, even these small booklets, these amal and ibadat and dhikr and dua mentioned in the smallest of booklets will give you the greatest of barakat in your life. But we still don't do it. We still don't do it. Even if every one of you agrees and accepts what I'm saying, vast majority of you will still not do it. It's amazing how stubbornly resistant we have become to making any extra ibadah, any extra zikr, any extra dua of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this has to be fixed. And especially those sitting in sunnah itikaf, you must spend a lot of time in ibadah, dua and zikr. And even those who may not be seeing an itikaf, you must spend these last 10 days and nights in ibadah, dua and zikr. And on nights like this, one of the odd nights, the possibility of being little to qadr, 23rd night, this is something we should beg from Allah SWT. That give us these ibadat, a'mal, adhkar back in our life. Give us these barakat back in our life. So let's look at these barakat. Number one, the first blessing that a person gets from doing good deeds in this world, in this life, is barakah in their time. A lot of barakah in their time. They will be able in single day to do the amount of things that other people do in few days. They will be able to do in one day and one night what others do in few days and few nights. They get a lot of barakah in their time. Once there was a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who was an alim of deen, and he wrote many, many books on deen, when he passed away from this world, he had written so many books, so many books, that they divided the pages of his books over the years of his life. They divided the pages of the books over the days of his life, and it came out that it was 60 pages a day. They took his adult life after he had graduated from Dalum. 60 pages a day he would have written. Oh man, you can't even read 60 pages a day. Huh? Mean you can't even read 60 pages a day. Can you imagine how much barakah Allah put in this time? And this was a time when there was no electricity. They would write by candle or lantern. There was no air conditioning or fan to cool them. They would write in the summer heat. There was no heating. They would write in the cold of the winter. They would write in these situations. Hmm? That's how much barakah they had in their time. And it's not just one or two. Those who ulama know, if you know about the great ulama, you can easily say that a lot of them wrote more than we'll ever be able to read in our whole life. Hmm? Can you imagine how much barakah they had in their time? Hmm? So we're missing out in this from deen. We could get that same barakah by making these same ibadat and a'mal. Second thing is barakah in memory. Barakah in memory. So many people today, they have this complaint that they're not able to remember things. I, I forgot, Allah Akbar, I forgot the Qur'an I memorized. If there was one thing that should have been unforgettable in your memory, if there was one thing that should have been permanently etched in your memory, it should have been Qur'an al-Kareem. 
And it's not even only the Hafiz who says this. Even somebody who's just memorized two, three juz, they sometimes say this, that, oh, I'd memorized two, three juz at one point, and I can't remember it anymore. Even it's not that person who says it. Even the person who just knows 20, 30 surahs, even for that person, the time comes that he starts forgetting two, three of those surahs. Can you imagine? Allah No barakah in that memory anymore. Hmm? So if they forget Qur'an, then what is there worth remembering in this world? If you forgot Kalamullah, you had it and you lost it. That's how you should think you had it and you lost it. That's a great loss. Hmm? If there's any other possession that you had it, and if you were to lose it, you will feel sad. So imagine how sad a person should feel on losing the memory of Qur'an. But those who had this iman and taqwa, so they got these barakat. Those who made a'mal ibadah, they got barakat. Allah Ta'ala blessed this ummah with people of photographic memory, incredible memory, amazing memory. Like Imam al-Bukhari, such incredible memory that once somebody came to test him, to test his knowledge in hadith, and they recited ten hadith with ten different sanads in front of him. And they asked, and everyone, he said, I don't know it, I don't know it, I don't know it, I don't know it. And then it was apparently done to embarrass him in front of the people. So when the person was done asking, then Imam Bukhari, subhanAllah, he was a lion of muhaddith. He said, I didn't know any one of the ones you mentioned. However, the ones I have are as follows. And he recited the correct hadith with ten chains each. He recited hundred back to that person. Allah Akbar Kabira. That person deliberately twisted it to, expo- to try to fraudulently embarrass Imam Bukhari. Look at the level of his memory. Sayyidina Abu Huraira just spent a few years with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Allah Ta'ala made him a hafiz of sunnah. Hafiz of the Sunnah. Our Muhaddithin, they used to know hundreds of thousands of riwayat, chains with asnad. Such a person would be called Hafiz of Hadith. You know, in the early period, the word Hafiz wasn't used for somebody who memorized Quran. Memorizing Quran was a standard, basic, average, ordinary thing. The word Hafiz was used for a person who was Hafiz of Hadith. That person was called Hafiz. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Why? They were living in the same world that me and you live in. They were living in the same 24-hour constraint that me and you have. But they had barakah. They had barakah because of their iman and their taqwa. They had barakah because of their ibadat and a'mal. They're in blessing. And a person gets from these good deeds is barakah in a person's money. Barakat is something else. Kasrat is something else. Abundance and wealth is something else. Baraka and their money. You will find they were people with meager means, small salaries, few stipend, but they had so much baraka in their life. Hmm? And you can still see that phenomenon if you want. You will see any time a person goes on Umrah or Hajj, you will see some people from the Ummah who were there who were poor. How did they manage to come? How did they pay for that ticket? How are they managing their expenses? Hmm? And if you can't understand it from your country, you can come to Pakistan and we'll take you to airport in Hajj season. And you will see, I've seen with my, not only have I seen with my own eyes, I've traveled with such people on the plane. They have no check-in luggage. There's no suitcase. There's no luggage. They have a big plastic bag and that's their carry-on. Fakir. Allah Akbar. 
They've never been in a plane on their life. They've never been in an elevator on their life. Hmm? You need to see them in the airport and in the plane. Allah Akbar. Then they pass out that card that you have to fill in on arrival. Some of them couldn't write. So Allah Akbar. Allah Ta'ala accepted us. We started filling one. Then when we started filling one, there was a line in the plane. We're filling another. We're filling another. Hmm? A few years ago, I went on Hajj from Peshawar. So then all these Pathan brothers, they came and they sat. And now they each um, just had their shopper. They call it shopper in Pakistani English, which is the plastic bag of clothing. Hmm? Allah Akbar. What? They have barakah. They have barakah in their wealth. Hmm? And they had love for Allah SWT. And somehow Allah Alam, they met some of them, probably their salary might even just be 10, 15,000 rupees a month. And they're going on a journey that costs hundreds of thousands of rupees. Hmm? They have barakah. A lot of barakah in their wealth. And then you see on the flip side, you will find people who have good salaries, who have good degrees, who have good professions, who have good jobs, good factories. And they have this strange thing. They come and say, oh, I don't have barakah in my wealth. I'm not able to make ends meet. Or oh, my business expenses are more and my income is less. Allahu Akbar. So strange. <laughs> so what is it? It has nothing to do with amount. It has to do with barakah. This barakah comes from iman and taqwa. This barakah comes from a'mal and ibadat. So a person gets peace from money when there's barakah in money. You will never get peace from money just by having an abundance of money. It's not the amount of money, it's the barakah of money that can give peace into a person's heart. Then another thing that happens is when a person does, fourth thing, fourth worldly benefit of doing good deeds, a'mal salih is that Allah Ta'ala starts to love that person, then Allah Ta'ala starts to accept the du'as of that person. Many times we recite you this hadith, and from the Sahih, then Nabi Akrim said, Inna min ibadillah, that indeed there are some people from the slaves and servants of Allah Ta'ala, law aqsama alallahi la abarrahu, that if they make any qasam, they say a sentence by taking Allah's name, Allah Ta'ala fulfills their wishes. How did they become like that? By doing lots of ibadah, lots of amal, having lots of taqwa. They got such a barakah. Then that's one level that they express their desire, Allah Ta'ala grants it. Then our Dada Pir Hazrat Khwaja Hulam Habib Ranta used to say that there's another level of person that Allah Ta'ala loves them so much because that person is such an abid, has made so much ibadah, so much love, has so much taqwa that even before they can express their wish, Allah Ta'ala sees their wish in their heart before they even make dua for it, Allah Ta'ala grants it to them. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? This is barakah. But this can never happen. If we live these lives, we have so little ibadah, so little amal salah in our life. Fifth benefit is that Allah Ta'ala makes all of their worldly affairs easy. Means Allah Ta'ala takes them out of their difficulties. Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, وَمَنْ يَتَّكِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُمْ مَخْرَجَ That whomsoever has taqwa, Allah Ta'ala will make for them an exit, a path out from every difficulty, adversity, problem that comes in their life. So then you will find what? If somebody comes and says this, that I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, can you please advise me? I see no way out of my situation. So what does it mean? Clearly this ayah is not working for them. Clearly their life is not according to this ayah. So what could be wrong? Allah is Allah. 
So what must be wrong? That person doesn't have taqwa. That must be what's happening. Where is the makhraj for this person? Hmm? Now you tell me, that person who voluntarily chooses not to have taqwa and not take the makhraj, the exit Allah Ta'ala wanted to give him, what exit can shaykh give him from that problem? Hmm? You tell me. Huh? What can we do for that person? Then many times if you ask such a person, say, okay, maybe you had laughs, maybe you sinned, maybe this is punishment. Have you woken up in last third of the night? Have you begged Allah Ta'ala to forgive you at that moment? When Allah Ta'ala asks, Hal min mustaghfir, is there anyone seeking my forgiveness so that may forgive them? person says no. So he's not even filing this application to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala at the time when Allah Ta'ala accepts it. Hmm? So then, why? Because he doesn't, he's not a person of ibadah. Same problem. He can't do it. He can come to us and ask us. He can't wake up at the hajjah and ask Allah. This is how difficult ibadah and amal have become on the people. They just can't do it. Then the best of them, what will they write? That I set the alarm and I wake up, but then I put it off, I'm unable to get up for tahajjud. This is the best they can reach. That they can wake up, but they can't get up. Why? When you set the alarm for meeting, did you have this problem? No. There I wake up and I get up. When you had flight at 3 a.m., did you have this problem? No, there I wake up and I get up. Huh? For every worldly function and need, you woke up and you got up, is it only in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala that you wake up and still don't get up? Hmm? Allah Akbar. And people say that about Fajr, Fajr Salah. Fajr Salah. Shaykh, I don't know what to do. I put the alarm, I do wake up, but I have difficulty getting up. Hmm? Allah Akbar. Now one is okay, you are so sleepy, you say, I didn't hear the alarm. No problem, I'll tell you, okay, look, you should make istighfar, beg Allah to forgive you, make qadha. But you say this, no, 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 the alarm woke me up. And I knew it was the alarm that I set for fajr. But I couldn't get up. Hmm? Why? <laughs> because we've become so numb to ibadat, a'mal. This has to fix, this has to change. Nothing will fix itself. We have to fix it. We have to change it. We have to make effort. We have to strive, make mujahada. We have to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what we're here to do in Ramadan. This is what we're here to do in Itikaf. So a person, so many ibadat, then Nabi Kareem Sassam mentioned so many ibadat. If you recite Durud Shif Salawat, that can help you out of difficulty. You recite Istighfar, you seek Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, that can help you out of difficulty. So many du'as, one one line du'as, Nabi Kareem Sassam taught to help a person. Still they can't make it. Still they can't make it. Allahu hmm? Akbar. Like Mulana recited, du'a to be recited on this night, these nights. Allahumma innaka afuwan kareemun tuhimbul afwa fafu anna. Who knows how many Muslims spent that 21st night and they couldn't recite this short sentence even once. Hmm? How many? What do you think? Huh? You know and you are a great many Muslims. A great number of them would have just spent the 21st night not having even recited this sentence once. Hmm? They just can't make these ibadat and a'mal. Hmm? How hard must that heart have become that it's not able to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sixth benefit by making a'mal as-salih is that Allah ta'ala protects a person 
from poverty, from famine, from hunger, from want. It's narrated that once a person came to Sayyidina Hassan, anhu, and he was sitting, Sayyidina Hassan, beloved grandson of Nabi Akrim, and he asked, oh, I committed some sins. What should I do? He said, you should make a stikfar. Then a second person came and said that, oh, it hasn't rained a lot in my area. Some of you were telling me that the other day. It hasn't rained a lot in my area. What should I do? He said, make a stikfar. A third person came and said that, oh, I have a lot of debt. What should I do? He said, make a stikfar. And it kept going on. So then one of his students, he asked him that, oh, Sayyidina Hassan, that people are coming with different questions, different problems, different situations. And for each one, you're giving them the same standard answer, make istighfar, seek the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. So then he recited ayah of Qur'an, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا that say that you must seek the forgiveness of your Rabb. Indeed, your Allah kana ghaffara. He is all forgiving, ever forgiving, perpetually, always forgiving. Yurtil sama'a alaykum midrara. And he will send torrential rain and downpour upon you from the skies and heavens. So istighfar. Huh? It's just so simple. In any area where people say the rain hasn't come or there has been drought, so what are we supposed to think? We're supposed to think it's because of our sins. And if we make istighfar to Allah subhanahu ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will send that rain. وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ And Allah ta'ala will help you. بِأَمْوَال Not even بِمَال بِأَمْوَال Allah ta'ala will help you with monies. Allah Akbar. Allah ta'ala will help you with monies. So the person in debt... So many people, they come with this question, oh, I have a problem in my business, I have debt, I have loans, I have this. You make a stikfar. You make a stikfar. Look what Allah Ta'ala is saying in Quran. وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ And He will help you. He will help you. بِأَمْوَالٍ with monies. وَبِنِينَ And He will give you progeny and children. All of this just by making a stikfar. وَيَجْأَلَّكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ And Allah Ta'ala will then place gardens for you. So first it means, yes, gardens in Jannah. But it can even mean gardens, pastures in this world. Hmm? So much Allah Ta'ala is willing to give for a person who makes istighfar. وَيَجْأَلَّكُمْ anhara, And Allah Ta'ala will make rivers to flow underneath those gardens for you. Just this one amal of istighfar. But you ask a person, they don't make it. <laughs> How many people make that hundred times istighfar a day that a Messiah teach they should do? They don't make it. Hmm? Even the ones who say they're student to shaykh, even they don't do it. Allah Akbar Kamila. So we don't make these a'mal. Seventh, is that Allah Ta'ala, barakah of the, out of the blessing of doing good deeds in this world, Allah Ta'ala averts calamities on the people. Listen, a jeeb story. Hazrat Khwaja Sheikh Ashraf Ali Thanvi Ram Hazrat Khwaja Sheikh Ashraf Ali Thanvi Ram He writes that once I was writing a work, a book, on Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, on beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And at that time there was a severe drought in all the areas around Tanabhavan, which is where he resided. And then that severe drought led to famine. But he said, other than my particular area of Tanabhavan, and he says, I viewed that this was the barakah of the book I was writing on Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
So he was making amal. He was doing good deeds. He was doing work of deen. The barakah of that, that Allah Ta'ala saves one from natural disasters, famine, drought, calamity, adversity. Allah Akbar Kabira. Look at the blessings. Blessings of doing a'mal. That our own Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Khwaja, Ghulam, Habib, Ram Ta'ala. There was one special thing about him. That if ever there was any madrasa, it's rare but it happens, that there was a madrasa that became what in order to be called viran, means it became uninhabited, unpopulated, students were no longer coming, some of them were just abandoned. They would bring Pir Ghulam Habib Ramtai there. The ulama knew this special thing Allah Ta'ala gifted him with. And he would go and he would live in that madrasa for a few days, few weeks, and he would make bayan, and he would make zikr, and the people in that whole locality community would be attracted to him, would flock to him, and then he would give them dawah to send their children, and he would repopulate that madrasa. Why? It was the barakah of his a'mal, the barakah of his taqwa, the barakah of his acts of worship. Hmm? So these are the way the mashayikh are. That they can populate the empty madaris with talaba, or they can populate the hearts that are empty with the love for Allah. This is the barakah of their amal, their ibadat. To get the special help and madad and nusrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then some of the ulama they say that if a person does amal salih and then does good deeds, Allah ta'ala can even help him with the angels of his mercy. That Allah Ta'ala can send angels of mercy to assist and to protect that person in their world. Ninth is that Allah Ta'ala bestows izza, honor on that person. So much honor that He makes that person His mahboob. So it comes in the Sahih Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, إِذَا أَحَمَّ اللَّهُ الْعَمْدَ When Allah Ta'ala loves any one of His servants and slaves, now the Jibreel, that He calls Angel Jibreel, and He tells him that, No, indeed, I, Allah, love so-and-so. فَأَحِبُّهُ O Jibreel, you also love so-and-so. So Jibreel starts loving that person. Then he calls out to the heavens, Ahl Samawat. And he tells them, Oh angels, Allah Ta'ala loves so and so person. Oh you all angels, you should love such and such person. فَأَحِبُّهُ Then all the angels love that person. فَأَحِبُّهُ Love that person. فَيُحِبُّهُ أَهْلُ السَّمَائِ All of the angels love that person. Then Allah Ta'ala places kubuliya on earth for that person. Why? Because the person a'mal, ibadat, iman, taqwa, he gets izzat. Great story of Imam Abu Yusuf Ramtale. We tell you a few of his stories tonight. Imam Abu Yusuf Ramtale, he was the great student of Imam Abu Hanifa Ramtale. And in the time of the Khalifa Harun al-Rashid, he was made the chief justice qazi of the Islamic empire. So one day Harun al-Rashid was sitting in his palace and him and his wife were sitting and their window overlooked the courtyard where there was the masjid. And in that masjid, Imam Abu Yusuf sneezed. <laughs> he sneezed. And the whole gathering in the masjid said, Yarhamukumullah, with such a unison that Harun Rashid, he snapped and he said, what was that? And he looked out the window and he realized that this is what happened. And then his wife, she told him that, Oh Harun Rashid, you call yourself king. You are king of land and he is king of hearts. You are king of land and he is king of hearts. Allahu Akbar Kabira. And it's true. These muttaqeen, salihin, zakirin, 
They are the kings of the hearts of this world. They become the kings of the hearts of this world. Hmm? Then we had great Shaykh in Lahore, Hazrat Mawlana Ahmad Ali Lahore Ramtale, to show you the barakah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. This is the izzat that Allah ta'ala wa izzuman that you give. Allah ta'ala says he, he gives izzat to whomsoever he wills. Hazrat Ahmad Ali Lahore Ramtale, one of the greatest awliyaullah ever to live in Pakistan, Lahore. And his story is what? He came from a Sikh family. Then he accepted Islam on his own. He himself, not his parents. He accepted Islam on his own. And then he went to Darlum Deoband. And he studied in Darlum. And he graduated as Alam from Darlum. And he was very from a poor background. And on top of that, his parents had forsaken him. So he mentions his own story of how he got married. So these are the stories, the young men, they enjoy these stories. Huh? Yeah. The story of Hazrat Ahmad Ali Lahore Ramtale, how he got married. So he mentions that this is what happened. That my father-in-law, he says, my father-in-law was a very pious man. And when his daughter, which is going to be his future wife, when his daughter grew of marriageable age, my father-in-law said, let me now visit the Darululums and see which talib attracts my attention so that I may give my daughter to him. Allah, what a world that was. Today people, when they look for the husband of their daughter, they look in the universities, and they look in the colleges, and they look in the clinics. Hmm? Don't worry, we love the doctors. I'm just saying. Mechanic? He went to Darululum. So, of course, if you're going to go to Darulum, to which Darulum you're going to go to look for your daughter? So he went to Darulum Deoband. And he went to Hazrat Sheikh al-Hind Ramtale. Hazrat Sheikh al-Hind Ramtale. And in that meeting, he got the chance to observe the students of Dora Hadith, the final climax year, where they get fanaf in Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where they drown themselves the entire year in studying the Hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So when this man, uncle, he visited this class, his gaze fell upon this shining young man, Ahmad Ali Lahori. So he told Shaykh al-Hind that, okay, this is why I'd come, and I spotted this young man. So Sheikh Al-Hind told him that, Oh my friend, oh, this young man is a Sikh convert and his parents have forsaken him and he has nothing in this world. Who would want to marry him? He said, I want my daughter to marry him. Allah Akbar Kabira. He said, I want my daughter to marry him. He saw something, young, young, so he asked him, that Sheikh Al-Hind, can you please ask him if he'd be willing to marry my daughter? So Hazrat Shaykh al he called Talib. Huh? Allah Akbar, he called Talib. And there's this man here, and he's visiting Darululum, and his gaze has fallen on you, and he wants to ask if you'd be willing to marry his daughter. So he said, Hazrat, if you say, he, you told him about me? He said, yes. You told him about my background? Yes. He still wants it? Yes. Hazrat, if you say, so shall it be. He said, your nikah will be after Asr tomorrow. Yeah, your nikah will be after Asr tomorrow. In our deen, nikah is easy. Zina is difficult. Fitna of the time, they made zina easy and they made nikah difficult. This is the fitna of the time. Hmm? 
or you're not ready to get married, or you need to be settled, or she has to be from this caste, or from this background. Always remember our Mashaikh, they taught us, the more difficult you make nikah, the more easy you make zina. And the more easy you make nikah, the more difficult you make zina. Hmm? I said you will get married tomorrow. And when you get married tomorrow, then the news, any of you are Talib, you know, the news spread like anything in the Talaba. That Fakir is getting married tomorrow. Allah Akbar. After Asr Salah. So one of his friends came to him and said, Oh Fakir, you're getting married tomorrow. You should get some new clothing. He said, My friend, you know, I have no money. And in my whole life, I've never taken a loan. I don't wish to take a loan for this either. So he said, Okay, at least you wash this clothing that you're wearing. So Ahmad Lahore is going to become a great Mufassir of Quran. His Dorat Tafsir in Lahore is historically known, going to be one of the greatest awliyaullah of the Qadri Silsila, reviving Silsila Qadri and Halaka Dewban Hazrat Ahmad Ali Lahore. But what is his story now? He only has the clothing that he's wearing and one lungi, one tahband, which is one wrap you can say. So what did he do? Then he said, Okay, good suggestion, I should wash the clothing. So he took his wrap, he wrapped it, and he started washing his clothing. So when he washed his clothing, then he put it to dry on the clothesline, but guess what? Allah Ta'ala sent rain. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala sent rain. Now he was worried that my hair is coming, I'm wearing lungi, clothes are drying, and Allah Ta'ala is sending rain. Hmm? So Allah Ta'ala is sending rain. So he says that, oh, I got scared. That what is going to happen? He said, there was nothing I can do. So he said, I took my clothes and I started waving them in the wind that maybe they would get dry. But they weren't able to get dry. So what did I do? So I showed up to Asr Salah wearing those wet clothes. And he says, my father-in-law was a great man. And he could see that this boy's clothes are wet. But he could tell that these are the same clothes this boy was wearing yesterday. So he understood that I had only one pair of clothing. Look at these people. Allah, look at this Talib. Hmm? I mean, you can never imagine living like that. Can you imagine having only one pair of clothing? Hmm? This is how they begin. You know their stories later. You must learn their early stories. How did he become Hazrat Ahmadullah? Hmm? So he says that my father-in-law, he could tell, and he knew, so it didn't bother him in the least. And he continued, and I had nikah with his daughter after Asr. Now, when I completed my Dora, then me and my wife, we started living together. Now, in the first month that we were together, he says, I was poor. And some days and nights, we had to go without food. And I was worried that at some point, my in-laws were going to ask my wife, that how is it and how is her life? So after the first month, she asked, as is the practice to go visit, because in Punjabi, that she wants to go back to her first visit back to her parents. So he sent her, but he was scared inside that if her parents ask, and I haven't been able to keep their daughter according to her standard. So then he says that But when my wife went home and they asked, her mother asked her, that, oh my daughter, how did you find your home to be? So she said that, oh my mother, I, you had raised me, telling me that Jannah happens in the hereafter, but oh my mother, your father married me to a man that gave me Jannah on earth. Hmm? How many wives would say that about their husbands today? Hmm? Yes, you give them car, and you may be giving them house, and you may give them pocket money. Can they say that about you? And Ahmad Ali Lahoy Ramtale, 
had very little food, said days, sometimes you couldn't eat. But this is what his wife told, what a woman she was. Hmm? This is what his wife told her mother, that my father put me in Jannah on earth. Allah Akbar Kamira. And as the Amadali Lahoyram Taleh, Khair, then when he went back to Lahore, he became a great alam of deen, and his darsit tafsir was famous in Pakistan. He became sheikh of Qadri Sulsala. He had many muridin, and towards the end of his life, MashaAllah Allah opened up the doors of risk for him. He used to say that, oh, I'm the same Ahmed Ali. He used to go hungry in Darul and now Allah Ta'ala sends the fruits of taif for me. And the people would bring fruits back from taif to him, which is a very special fruit from taif. Hmm? But this is barakat. This is barakat of iman, barakat of taqwa, barakat of ibadah, barakat of ilm, barakat of zikr. Hmm? Allah Akbar. And then when Hazrat Ahmad Ali Lahore, he passed away and his grave is in Lahore and I've personally been to this grave. When he passed away in Lahore, there was so much fragrance coming from his grave. So much that people would hear and they would come from far away. So much so that the ulama became concerned lest this become a source of possible exaggerated misguidance to people. Then the ulama... Baqaida the ulama gathered and made dua to Allah Ta'ala that Ya Rabbi Kareem remove this fragrance if it is best for the people and after they made dua then Allah Ta'ala removed that fragrance. Allah Akbar. Huh? Look at this person. Barakat. Then a person they saw Hazrat Ahmad in a dream and they asked him that what happened he said I used to cry a lot. He was Kathir al-Baqa. He used to cry a lot in his life. So he says that Allah Ta'ala asked me, Oh Ahmad Ali, why did you cry? And when Allah Ta'ala asked me the question, I started crying more. I started crying more. He said, Oh Ahmad Ali, I don't want you to cry. Know that I have forgiven you. And all who will be buried in your graveyard, I have forgiven them as well. There was a great Khalifa in the Horeb, Hazrat Shaykh Al-Adis, Muhammad Zakariya Ramtane. His name was Malana Gulam Dastagir. I had opportunity to meet him, Malana Gulam Dastagir Ramtane. He left Wasiya that when I pass away, I want to be buried near the grave of Ahmad Ali Lahoridam Ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, we were there in his janazah and his tadfeen. This was something known in the ulama and mashayik of Lahore. Hmm? That there's something special. Great Muhaddis Malana Abdul Darkhasti Ram Ta'ala. He used to always frequent Hazrat Ahmad Ali Lahoridam Ta'ala. Here we to tell you these are barakat. <laughs> these are barakat. These barakat come from deen. This izzat comes from deen. But deen means ibadah. Deen means amal. Deen means taqwa. Deen means dua. Deen means zikr. Deen means mujahada. That type of deen. Strong deen. Real deen. Deep deen. So we should practice that in this world. We should practice that in this world. Then, tenth benefit. That Allah Ta'ala will raise that person due to their amal. Allah Ta'ala will raise their status in this world. Allah Ta'ala will raise those who have iman from you and those who have been bestowed knowledge. Allah Ta'ala will raise them darajat. Darajat, levels and levels. So hmm? now listen to the early story of Mamu Yusuf Ramtale. I told you, you should know how they began. The Imam of Yusuf was also from a poor family. And then his mother, she said, we cannot afford to educate you. So she sent him when he was young, let's say around 12, 13. And she said, you must go to the dobi, the laundryman. 
and you must go apprentice and learn from him how to wash clothing. So she sent him out of her home to do that. So when he was on his way, he passed by, passed by the halaqai fiqh, the circle of learning and understanding deen of Imam Azam Abu Hanifa, ta'ala. so he sat down, he sat down, and he felt in his heart that, okay, I'm on my way to apprentice myself for life, to become a washer of clothes. Let me sit in here, one dars of this great imam. Let me sit on the way. Now he sat in that dars, and he imam, and he listened with so so attentively, so intently. Imam Amri from today, he used to understand people. Hmm? Like we say that the blacksmith, the metal worker, he can distinguish the metal. Lohar ko, the goldsmith can recognize gold. The jeweler can recognize gems. So these great ulama, awliya, they could recognize insan. Hmm? So he told Abu Yusuf that, Oh young man, stay a bit. When the halakha ended, Oh young man, stay a bit. Where is it that you're going? So he said, that Actually I'm going to apprentice myself. And he said, No, 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 no. You're going to stay with me. He saw some, this was Farasat. Ittaku Farasat al-Mu'min fa'innahu yanzuru binurillah. This was the Farasat deep insight of Imam Ali. He said, no, no, you're not going to apprentice there. You're going to apprentice here. He said, what will I do about my mother? He said, how much were you thinking you would, the laundry man would pay you? And whatever figure he named, Imam Ali, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala blessed him with barakat. And he gave many stipend to many seekers of knowledge. He said, oh, you tell your mother whatever stipend she wants, Imam Unifa will give it to her. So then he stayed with Imam Unifa. And then he told, now, then, at some time, the mother, she got upset. And then she came and she met Imam Unifa behind the curtain. And she said that, oh, you, I sent my son, I wanted him to get a proper job. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Means that I wanted my son to get a proper job. And you've made him a mulvi, you've made him a fakir, dervesh, you've made him a talib. You've made him a seeker of knowledge, a student of knowledge. Hmm? So he said that, oh mother, oh mother, one day your son, and this is just an expression, one day your son will be eating uh, halwa pista. Your son will be eating sweet prepared pistachio, which was a very, you can say, exotic Delicacy at that time. So this was his farasat. Hmm? Mother took it as some type of light thing. But sure enough, later on, later on in life, when the ruler of the time wanted somebody to become chief justice, and Imam Ali had earlier refused, so eventually then who was appointed as chief justice? Imam Abu Yusuf Ta'ala. And his stipend as chief justice was far, far more than any laundry man would ever have been able to make. Hmm? These are barakat, but they have a beginning. The beginning is sacrifice. The beginning is ibadah. The beginning is ilm. The beginning is zikr. Hmm? All of this due to amal, amal salih. Eleventh benefit is that person who has amal salih, they have a lot of health in their life. They have a lot of health in their life. We have met few elder students of Shaykh like that, who they would sometimes say to us. It means for 10 years I've never had a tablet or pill. Some of them would say, for my whole life I've never had a tablet or pill. 
Why are they getting tzedakah on their health? Our sheikh used to keep the company when he was very young, in his late teens, early twenties. He used to keep the company of a famous wali in Punjab. His name was Hazrat Babuji Ramtale. Once he told us that about Hazrat Babuji Ramtale, Hazrat Babuji Ramtale was so old and so frail that the doctors would tell him, we don't even understand how you are still alive. <laughs> yeah, the doctors would talk like that. That we don't understand how you are still alive. But this is the barakah of his iman and his taqwa and his amal and ibadat. Allah Akbar Kabira. Allah puts barakah in health. Hmm? Dark situation, young men complaining of knee pain and back pain. We are getting tired in taraweeh. We find it difficulty to do more than few tawafs. Huh? Person goes all the way there and they make one, two, three, maybe three tawafs in a day. Hmm? Akbar. There was a person who once he used to make 70 tawafs. 70 tawafs in a day. Hmm? We can't even make seven. We can't even make seven. And if he makes 70 tawafs, he also prays two rakah wajib tawaf. That's 140 extra salah every day. Hmm? We go there, we make three, four, five tawaf, six tawaf. How much tawaf can a person make? Why? We don't have that strength. Why? We don't have that barakah anymore. We don't have that barakah anymore. That's the greatest loss. We've lost barakah in our ibadah. We've lost barakah in our ibadah. Thirteen benefit of amal salih. So we had mentioned barakah. This is now kasrat, abundance of wealth. Abundance of wealth. Allah says in the Quran, لَأَكَلُوا مِنْ فَوْكِهِمْ وَمِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِهِمْ Allah says, we there will surely, they would have been nourished from above them and from underneath their feet. It means that they would have been nourished, they would have gotten risk from all sides, from all places. Like in another place, Allah says, مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ From where they could never have even imagined. That's barakah wala risk. Hmm? And we're imagining and plotting and scheduling and strategizing and obtaining, seeking our risk. And these people, their risk seeks them. Hmm? Their risk seeks them. Their risk flocks to them. Min la yahtasib. From it that they could never have known, they could never have imagined. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala bestows upon whom so He will sustenance provision بَغَيْرِ hisab without any measuring, without any rationing, without any accounting. Then 14th benefit they would get from this أَعْمَالُ salih is they would get اِتْمِنَانِ kalb. They would have peace of heart. They wouldn't worry in despair over the world. So great story of Shaykh Abdul Qadr Jalani Nabtale and we mentioned this to you last year as well. The Shaykh Abdul Qadr Jalani was also a Tajr. He was also a tradesman. And one day he was sitting giving dars to his muridin. And there came a person, messenger from the port. And he said, Shaykh, that ship that was coming laden with your goods, we received news at port that that ship has sunk at sea. So Shaykh Abdul Qadr Jalani paused his dars. And he paused and he bowed his head. And then he raised his head. He said, Alhamdulillah. And then he continued with his dars. Then some time later, some time passed, maybe one, two hours passed, and then again that messenger came back from the port, and he said, Shaykh, Shaykh, we have received good news, that actually it was a mistake, that was some other ship, your ship has not sunk at sea, and it has been sighted as coming into port. Shaykh Abdul Qajan, he paused, he lowered his head, he lifted his head, he said, Alhamdulillah, and then he continued his dars. 
Now one of his Muridin students say, Ask the Shaykh, you got two completely opposite pieces of news, but you had the exact same answer. You said, Alhamdulillah. He said, Why? So Shaykh, he explained. Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jalainata is Sayyid al-Awliya. He explained. He said, When I first got the news, I wanted to check my heart. That, Oh heart, are you saddened? Do you have any sorrow at the news at the loss of this world? And I saw that my heart has no such sorrow. But I didn't view it to be my achievement. I didn't view that to be my attainment. I said, Alhamdulillah, all praises are to Allah who has protected Abdul Qadr from feeling any sadness or sorrow at the loss of the world. Then when he came again and he told me the other news, that my ship has been sighted. So I checked my heart. That, oh, Abdul Qadr, are you happy at the gain of the world? Are you feeling joy at the gain of dunya? So I looked in my heart and I found, no, there was no joy at the gain of material dunya. But again, I didn't view that to be my accomplishment or my attainment. I said, Alhamdulillah, all praise be to Allah who has protected Abdul Qadr's heart from being attached to this world. Oh, Akbar, so they had itminan. Their heart was at peace and tranquility, busy in the love and zikr of Allah. Whatever was going around them in their dunya would not affect their heart. That's what it means. Like they say, the person is sitting in the glass house and there's a storm all around them, but they're inside the glass house, so they're in the calm in the middle of the storm. So this is the barakah of a'mal and taqwa that a person's heart gets its itminan. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul kulub. Know that only and only in the zikr of Allah will the hearts have tranquility, serenity. So they don't get disturbed by the storms of the world around them. But look at us, we're so different. Slight difficulty comes in our way. We crash. <laughs> Not even that slight difficulty puts us slightly in flux. No small difficulty, we go completely in flux. Small problem, we go in flux. Setback, failure, betrayal, disloyalty, all of these things will come. Enmity, envy, jealousy, opposition, rivalry, all these things come in a person's life. But the person who doesn't have these amal ibadat, they, go, they crash. They crash. And these mashayik, awliya, salihin, mu'mineen, virtuous believers... They don't crash because they have itminani kalb due to their a'mal. So their a'mal make them thabit. Their a'mal make them established. Hmm? Their a'mal make them established. Once there was the, the ruler of the time, he sent a letter to Shaykh Abla Kalu Jalainam Tale. And he said, in a very nice letter, he said that I see that you have such a wonderful and positive effect on the people. You have such a wonderful and positive effect on the people. I want to abandon my rulership and make you the ruler. Hmm? Not that I want to give you something. I, you, you are more worthy of this position than I am. So I want to abandon. And he was sincere. Sincere. That I want to abandon my position and make you the ruler. Ruler of the state. So then Shaykh Abdul he wrote him back. Hmm? That may my condition of my heart become as dark as the darkest night were I ever to accept this offer of yours. Allahu Akbar, may the condition of my heart be as dark as the darkest night were I ever to accept this offer of yours. Because when Allah Ta'ala has given me the kingdom of the twilight, means at the time of tahajjud, why would I ever trade that for the kingdom of the daylight which is yours? Hmm? 
Imagine the amount of ibadah and zikr and ta'luk ma Allah connection with Allah Ta'ala he must have had huh? to scoff at that offer. Hmm? These were rijalullah. Rijalullah la tulhihim tijaratun wa la bayun an zikrillah. He calls this an Urdu mardi mu'min. Rijalullah. Hmm? What can you say in English for that? Huh? Upright, steadfast believers. Firm believers. Mu'minuna haqqa. Deep, firm, steadfast believers. These were the type of people they were. Then the 15th benefit of amal in ibadat is it puts barakah for your offspring. Barakah for your progeny. Barakah for your lineage to come for generations. This is called transitive barakah. Jari barakah. Hmm? Flowing barakah. For example, Mashaik gave this in Surah Kahf in the third incident when Sayyidina Musa Islam and Sayyidina Khizr they went to that town and they asked for some ikram, diafa, and the town refu- people refused to do their khidmah. So they went and on their way out, Sayyidina Khizr he saw that there was a wall that had fallen down. So he started rebuilding that wall. And he told Musa Islam, you assist me in rebuilding this wall. So Musa Islam then he, the, he couldn't take it. So he asked the question, that why are we doing this? At the very least, we could have asked them to give us some food and drink in exchange for this act of constructing this wall. Imagine. Right? What is happening? The wali of the time, Sayyidina Khizr, and the nabi of the time, Sayyidina Musa salam, engaged in hard manual labor, picking up the rubble and rebuilding a wall. Wali of the time and nabi of the time. Hard manual labor. So why? So then when they parted ways, then Sayyidina Khizr, he explained... He explained, فَكَانَ الْغُلَمَيْنِ يَتِيمَيْنِ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ That to two young orphan boys in the city, what was there? There was some treasure or wealth, you can say, that was buried there from their forefathers. وَكَانَ تَحْتُهُ كَنْزٌ لَهُمَا And underneath this rubble was a treasure that belonged to the two of them. وَكَانَ أَبُوهُمَا صَالِحَا And their father, forefather was a pious person. The ulama tafsir wrote that it wasn't their father, it was some forefather of theirs. So several generations before, there was somebody who was salih from salihin. Remember, man amila saliha. There was somebody who was salih from salihin. And generations later, the barakah is being pious. is such that his great, great, great grandchildren have become orphans. Allah Ta'ala sends the Nabi of the time and the Wali of the time to dig up the treasure for his orphan descendants. Hmm? So much barakah. So it is a concept of barakah in our deen. Never think that this isn't there. Some people of the akal, they think like that. That it doesn't matter what your lineage is. It doesn't matter what family you come from. Or oh, it matters, it's in Qur'an. It's in Qur'an. وَكَانَ أَبُوهُمَا صَالِحَا It made a difference. Hmm? So don't we want that? Don't we want that all of our sons and daughters, all of our grandchildren, all of our descendants remain on iman? Would anyone want even one? Let's say Allah Ta'ala may bless somebody here with 1,000 descendants between now and Yom Would you even want one of them to be an atheist? 
Would you even want one of them to be agnostic? Would you even want one of them to be a sinner? Would you want even one of them to be a fasik? So what does it mean? You want thousands of your descendants to be virtuous believers. You want thousands of your descendants to become salihin. So you have to make some ibadat and amal for that. You have to have some taqwa for that. You have to make some zikr for that. You have to make dua to Allah Ta'ala for that. So that's also a dua to make on these special nights. There's also a dua to make that, Ya Rabbi Kareem, I may have sinned in my life, but never raise a sinner from my progeny. Hmm? I may have been astray in my life, protect all of my descendants from that mistake, never let them fall into the mistakes that I fell into, make every single daughter and granddaughter and great-granddaughter and great-great-granddaughter of mine have the same haya, say the Maryam Anha. You should make du'as like that. Who knows whose du'a from our forefathers made du'a for us, made du'a for the descendants, due to which mean you have iman right now. Due to which mean you are sitting in itikaf right now. Hmm? Do you have to continue this tradition of du'a, ibadat, a'mal? Hmm? For your nasl and your nasl. There's been barakah. Barakah to one's offspring. Barakah to one's offspring. Listen from Qur'an al-Kareem, the barakah that comes from this. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَاتَّبَتْهُمْ ذُرْنِيَتُهُمْ بِإِيمَانٍ And those who have iman and their children and descendants and progeny follow them on this path of iman. أَلْحَقْنَا بِهِمْ ذُرْنِيَتُهُمْ Then Allah Ta'ala says, we will join their children with them. What does it mean there? It means in akhirah, it means in jannah. What does it mean? It might mean that okay, we have iman, but the children might be better than us if we make dua now. So we should look at it that way, that Allah Ta'ala will join us with those descendants of ours. And if we make dua, maybe those descendants of ours will turn out better than us. And then they will get a higher place than us in Jannah, and Allah will join us with them in Jannah. Hmm? This is barakah. This is the power of barakah Allah Ta'ala has put in deen. Hmm. This is the power of barakah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in deen. Then a person can get so many ibadat, so much a'mal. Then like you remember Allah ta'ala will send the angels to give him glad tidings. Allah ta'khafu wa la ta'zanu. That there is no more fear upon you. There is no sorrow upon you. Wa abshiru bil jannati kuntum tu adun. And give them glad tidings of that jannah which has been promised to them. Then the next benefit is you get Allah Ta'ala's special help in difficult times. The madad and nusrat of Allah. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Wallahu a'lamu bi'a'da'ikum. Allah Ta'ala knows best who your enemies are. Means Allah Ta'ala saying, I will take care of everything. You take care of your taqwa, I will take care of everything. You take care of one thing, your taqwa, Allah Ta'ala says, I will take care of everything for you. And we are foolish. We're making dua to Allah Ta'ala for this, and we're making dua to Allah for that. We make dua to Allah for, dua to Allah Ta'ala for everything without having taken care of that one thing. Hmm? Without ourselves having taken care of that one thing to have the taqwa and haya in our life. One cannot imagine how much help Allah Ta'ala gives these muttaqeen salihin believers. These muttaqeen salihin believers. Khulafai Rashidun, Sahaba Ikram, there's so many examples of it. 
So many examples of it. How much Allah Ta'ala gives the people. So what we should make niyat on this night is that we want to become people of A'mal Saleh. We should try to make A'mal in these nights, in every night, but especially in these odd nights, in these days, so that Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, we'll just end with one, two ayat. Allah Ta'ala makes firm and steadfast those who believe will call it thabit. So some ulama took that to mean the kalima. Fil hayat dunya that they will pass away on kalima. That he will keep them on truth. He will keep them on haq in this life, in this worldly life. Fil hayat dunya wa fil akhirah. And in the akhirah as well. And another place Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, فَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ And Allah Ta'ala is the best guardian. وَهُوَ أَرْحَمَ الرَّحِمِينَ And Allah Ta'ala is the most merciful of the merciful ones. Hmm? So this is what we want. This is exactly what we want. This is why we've come. This is why we fast. This is why we pray. We want to put ourselves completely, entirely, utterly in the guardianship and protection and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that will only happen when we become people of a'mal and ibadat and taqwa and zikr. So may Allah ta'ala accept this near from us. May Allah ta'ala make us like that. May Allah ta'ala make us from his salihin, muttaqin, mu'mineen. وآخر الدعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين. Before we make dua, make zikr of the heart, silent zikr of kalbi, marakuba. Close your eyes, bow your head, disconnect yourself from the world. Make need that you're going deep into your ruh, into the heart of your ruh, your kalb, and you're turning with your heart to Allah, and you're turning all of your heart entirely to Allah, and you want to fill all of your heart with the name of Allah, such that nothing else remains, nothing is remembered. Forget every forgettable thing. Remember that one unforgettable Allah. Yearn for Allah Ta'ala with your heart and make near that your kalb is making zikr of Allah's name as if your kalb is silently calling Allah, Allah, Allah. Wash all the sins away and change my dead heart. Wash all the sins away and change my dead heart. Make me alive again, give me a fresh start. I've spent my life running away from you. I spent my life running away from you And now I have nowhere to turn except you I am ashamed that I have broken your rules Worshipped my nafs and a few ignorant fools But now I know the path leading me to Thee. But now I know the path leading me to Thee. 
I bow to you, am asking you, please help me. I close my eyes and it is you that I see. I close my eyes and it is you that I see. Please fill my heart with your love and mercy. We are forgetful leading lives so empty. We are forgetful leading lives so empty. I may forget you, please don't you forget me. I may forget you, please don't you forget me. I know one day that I must leave this dunya. I know one day that I must leave this dunya. Please help me leave it as your friend, Ya Allah. Please help me leave it as your friend, Ya Allah. I do not know what kind of friend that you are. I do not know what kind of friend that you are. You come so near whenever I run so far. You come so near whenever I run so far. Wash all the sins away and change my dead heart. Wash all the sins away and change my dead heart. Make me alive again, give me a fresh start. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Megdwa subhanallah bil ala wa hawallah Masalli ala sinuna Muhammad Wa ala ala sinuna Muhammad Wa barik wa sallim Rabbana zalamna anfusana Wa illam takfillana Wa tarhamna lanakunanna Man al-khasirin Rabbana, Ya Allah, You are our Rabb. You are our kind and generous Rabb. Our merciful and forgiving Rabb. Ya Allah, You raised us from the moment we were born. You gave us the gift of Iman, the gift of Islam. Dhalamna anfusana. Ya Allah, we have wronged ourselves. We have brought the sin into Your masjid, the sinful heart into Your court. We are presenting it to You, Ya Rabb. Send Your Rahman, mercy on us. Send Your Maghfirah, forgiveness on us. Accept our heart 
once again, accept our iman once again, accept us for deen once again. Then it became so many times in our life we were able to make ibadah, but we chose ghafla instead, we chose dunya instead. We make tawbah, Ya Rabb, forgive us, Ya Rabbi Kareem, guide us, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us from your ibadah salihin, make us people of ibadah, make us people of dhikr, make us people of taqwa. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have left our homes for this, we have traveled for this, we are seeking for this, we are yearning for this, we want once and for all, Ya Rabb, make us from salihin, make us from the muttaqeen, make us from your ibadah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Allah, take us out from our sinful ways, take us out from our sinful past, take us out from our sinful feelings, make us have amal, Ya Rabb, fill our day with good deeds, fill our night with good deeds, fill our heart with good feelings, fill our mind with good thoughts, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to make every zikr of you, we want to read every dua to you, we want to learn every small husna of yours, we want to recite every harf of Quran, we want to learn every hadith of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Sunnah, accept this intention, Ya Rabb, make it the mission of our life, the purpose of our life, make it the joy of our life, make deen the delight of our life. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are sick and tired of chasing the false delights of the dunya. Ya Rabbi Kareem, now attract our heart towards deen, fill our heart with deen, connect our hearts to deen, fill our hearts with Quran al-Kareem, fill our hearts with the sunnah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, humare gunao ko maaf farma, rahmat ko maamla farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, gunagar hai, aap ghaffar hai, aap rahmat ki barish deh dijiye, aap apni rahmat ki barish humare dil par nazar farma dijiye, gunao ko paak saaf kar dijiye. Ya Rabbi Kareem, hum mante, aap ke naah reh sakhe, ghairon ke rehte the, ghairon ke piche bhanke the, aaj sab ghairon ki toba kerte hain, aap ke ghar mein aa chuke hain, aap ki chok. پکر رہے ہیں آپ ہی کو اپنا رب مان کر پکار رہے ہیں آپ مربانی کر لیجئے ہمیں اپنا بندہ بنا دیجئے یا رب تیرے پاس عرب و خرب و بندے ہیں ہمارے پاس تو ایک ہی اللہ ہے یا رب کریم ہمیں اپنا بنا دیجئے یہ ہمیں جواب نہیں دینا میں تو بلال کا رب ہوں میں تو فاطمہ کا رب ہوں تو کہاں سے آ گیا آپ مربانی کر لیجئے آپ تو, مح... تو گناگانوں کے بھی رب ہیں آپ تو فاسق فاجر کے بھی رب ہیں آپ تو رب کل ہیں ہم اس کل میں شامل ہیں یہ رب ہم آپ کو ماننے کے لیے آئے ہیں آپ کو منوانے کے لیے آئے ہیں اپنے روٹھے رب کو قرب حاصل کرنے کے لیے آئے ہیں آپ مہربانی کر لیجئے ہمارے اس نیت کو قبول فرما ہمارے بیٹھنے کو قبول فرما ہمارے روزوں کو قبول فرما ہمارے نمازوں کو قبول فرما ہمارے اس اعتقاف کو قبول فرما یعنی بکریم دور دراز سے لوگ آئے تھے ایک امید دل میں تھا کہ رب کریم یا آ کر آپ مل جائیں گے آپ مہربانی کر لیجئے ان کو حسن زن کے مطابق معاملہ فرما دیجئے آپ اپنے آپ کو ان کو بنا دیجئے ان کو قرم دے دیجئے ان کو اپنا درد دے دیجئے دن کا غم دے دیجئے یا اللہ یا رب کریم ایکسپٹس یا رب گائرس یا رب ڈونٹ فرسیکس یا رب وی ایف فرسیکن یو وی فرسک دی دین وی لیفٹ دا پیتھ وی ونٹ دا اسٹرے بٹ یا رب اسٹل یو ار کائنڈ یو ار الہادی 
Hadi, you are Al-Afu, you are Al-Kareem, to him wala fa'fa'fa'anna ya Rabb, warhamna ya Rabb, wakfirlana ya Rabb, you gather us here on this night, make it the night of power for us, make it little to qadr for us, send that nur on our heart, send your rahmah on our heart, make it in our taqdeer ya Rabbi Kareem, make it our naseeb to be muttaqeen, issue your command ya Rabb kun, for yukun it will happen, make us muttaqeen, make us salihin, fix our nafs ya Rabbi Kareem, rescue us from our nafs, deliver us from shaitan, take us out from our laziness, protect us from our neglect, we are ashamed ya Rabb, how many fajrs we missed, how many prayers we skipped, how many people we hurt, how many glances we cast, ya Rabbi Kareem, have mercy ya Rabb, have mercy ya Rabb, change us once and for all, make us have a glance of taqwa, give us the guise of taqwa, give us the heart of taqwa, give us the thoughts of taqwa, grant us the speech of taqwa, adorn us in taqwa, surround us in taqwa, endow us with taqwa, make us from those muttaqeen, ya Rabbi Kareem, you said, la'allukum tattakoon, we got hopeful, ya Rabb, we came in the masjid, ya Rabb, we may need to be taqaf, ya Rabb, so that we might become muttaqeen, salihin, mu'mineen, ya Rabbi Kareem, make it so, decree it to be so, guide us, ya Rabbi Kareem, never let us go astray again, never let us forget you again, we never want to lose this masjid, we never want to lose our Quran, we never want to lose this salah, we never want to lose our fajr, ya Rabbi Kareem, make it steadfast, make it steadfast in our heart, make it steadfast in our life, ya Rabbi Kareem, put the barakat back in our life, we need that barakah, ya Rabbi, grant us barakah in our time, barakah in our wealth, barakah in our health, barakah in our deen, barakah in our memory, barakah in our families, barakah in our relationships, barakah between spouses, barakah between parents and children, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make it, grant us the barakah of ease, grant us the barakah of ease, grant us the barakah of ease, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make dua for the whole Ummah, Ya Rabbi, send all your anwarat, all your barakat, all your fuyuzat on each and every single member of the Ummah, especially those who have forgotten you, those who are astray from you, those who still in this blessed night are still out there disobeying you, remember them on this night, accept our dua for them on this night, send your hidayah on their heart, soften their heart, guide them back to you, grant them the straight path, yet they will be better than us, they will be more loyal to you, they will be more loving to you, they will be more true to you, you but have to guide them, Ya Allah, send your hidayah on them, Ya Rabbi Kareem, send your rahmah on them, Ya Rabbi Kareem, send your maghfra on them, Ya Rabbi Kareem, and send your rahmah and maghfra on all of us in this masjid, on all of our families and friends, and all of our descendants until Yomidin, on all of the Ahli Stinger, on all of the Muslim community. Ya Rabbi Kareem, have mercy, Ya Rabb. Have mercy on us, Ya Rabb. Send your forgiveness on us, Ya Rabb. Send your hidayah on us, Ya Rabb. And everyone here is making tawbah for any and every sin, except all their tawbah, Ya Rabb. Today they're old men, Ya Rabb, making tawbah of lifetime of sin. Today they're young men, Ya Rabb, making tawbah of the sins of their nafs. Ya Rabbi Kareem, they're women listening, Ya Rabb, making tawbah from their sins. Ya Rabb, they're children raising their hands, making ameen on these duas. Ya Rabb, accept it, Ya Rabb. Accept the gathering, Ya Rabb, with the barakah of nisbat, Ya Rabb, the nisbat of this jamaat, Ya Rabb. Send your rahmah on us, your maghfir on us. Accept it once and for all. Make us new again. Make us pure again. Make us whole again. Make us virtuous again. Ya Rabb, we want that hayat tayyibah. Make us tayyib, Ya Rabbi Kareem. We want to be tayyib, Ya 
let him be kareem, make us pure, make us chaste, make us pristine, make us tayyib again. Ya Allah, you're be kareem, out of your rahmah, karam, fazl, accept all of our du'as and all the du'as of all in the hearts, all the du'as who are listening online, all of those who are listening anywhere in the world, and anyone who asked any one of us to make du'a for them in itikaf, include them in these du'as, anyone who wanted to ask but was unable to ask any one of us, include them in these du'as, anyone who has any rights over us, Ya Rab, that we should be making for them, include them in these du'as, include our parents in these du'as, include our teachers in these du'as, include our mashayik in du'a, include our elders in du'a, include the whole ummah that has a right on us, include everyone in our du'as, and let us be included in the du'as of the pious, let us be included in the du'as of our elder, let us be included in the du'as of the ummah, the same way you included us in the du'as of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you'll include us in the du'as of all of the pious of this ummah, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Rambana takambal minna innaka anta sameel alim, وَتُمْوَ لَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَصَلَّ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى حَبِيبِهِ سَيْدْنَا مُحَمَّدْ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاهِمِينَ